The show's about to start. Are you ready? What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home. Well, it used to be the home of John Brandon, but he's uh, apparently been let go. The Bearcats. Anyway, we'll get into that here in a minute. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So if you guys are looking for condos, houses, apartments, check out T-Properties. They got all their available properties listed right on their website. All right, guys, if you found the show, do me a favor. Hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 975 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Okay, it's finally happened. John Brandon is no longer the head basketball coach of the University of Cincinnati. Now, you guys all know I'm a Brandon supporter, and I think this whole thing's been a big cluster. Well, here's the statement from John Cunningham. And I personally think the man needs to be fired. But let's see here. Quoting or reading the statement here. Dear Bearcats, this afternoon we informed men's basketball head coach John Brandon, that he has been relieved of his duties effectively immediately. Tim Morris will be serving as the interim head coach while we conduct a comprehensive nationwide search for a new leader of our men's basketball program. The decision to move in a new direction comes after a thorough review of our program, which includes conversations. Now, this is interesting. Conversations with student athletes, coaches, and staff, as well as Coach Brandon. Ultimately, the university is acting in the best interest of student-athletes and of the institution. This decision is reflective of our commitment to both as well as our values that we hold dear. 
this is a personal matter and we are unable to provide further details. Basically, I don't think they have an actual reason to fire him, but anyway. Uh, we will work quickly but judiciously in finding a new head coach with passion, fan base, strong tradition, and history. Elite facilities and collective commitment to success. We are confident that we will have a deep pool of candidates and we will continue to engage with the support of our student athletes during this transition. Now, this is what I thought was interesting. I'll bring this up. Now, this is from Brandon's attorney. Now, I see where he said, you know, Cunningham said he had in communication with Coach John Brandon. His lawyer, Mars, says that UC has been violating the terms of Brandon's contract since his first day on the job. Brandon's contract states that his duties include reporting directly, directly to the UC athletic director, now John Cunningham. Mars says that after Brandon arrived at UC, he found out he was going to report to Nick Bowes, an accountant, who has the title of CFO for UC Athletics, not to the AD. Why is this important? Brandon contract states specifically, specifically that he would report directly to the AD. Brandon wasn't happy about the arrangement, but he went along with it to be a good sport. Mar Mars has this documented in Brandon's contract to prove this. Mars goes on to say that Cunningham never did a written performance evaluation of Brandon. That was up to Bose. Bose gave Brandon high praise on his most recent performance review and didn't offer any single criticism. Bottom line, Mars states that UC's flow of reporting structure is not honoring Brandon's contract in the first place. So to me, and I've been trying to put this out there, hashtag fire Cunningham. He has completely screwed this up entirely. I said this, I think this week, I think it was uh, per my source that one of the UC basketball players went over Brandon's head and talked to Cunningham. Cunningham did not talk to Brandon about the situation. And from the statement I just read from his lawyer, it doesn't sound like he ever talked to him. Now they're saying they did, you know, it's, he said, she said, who knows either way, bottom line, John Brandon is no longer the head basketball coach of the university of Cincinnati. Do I think this is over? No. Not by a long shot. I mean, I, he's not coming back. But as far as the fight goes for the money and who said what and who did what, it's a big mess. So, Bearcat fans, we have to move on. Who's going to be our next, next coach? Who, who are you going to find? You know, who, who's out there? Now, this is another interesting thing that um, Chad Brendel, if you guys are Bearcat fans, you should be following Chad Brendel. April 19th, 2019, Mick, Contro Mick Cronin takes the UCLA job. Two years later, 2021, John Brandon is fired on the exact same day. I just think that's kind of interesting. I'm bringing my boy, Jeremy D. What's what going on, is, brother? What's not too much, man. Just uh, trying to get caught up on all this, man. This is uh, kind of crazy. Being a Buckeye fan, I uh, kind of know... Uh, how you guys feel, especially uh, you Bearcat fans, with not really not knowing uh, in the not knowing right now. Um, just your coach is gone, and from there, 
it, it can go anywhere. And that's the thing that kind of sucks, you know, is just uh, you don't know how high you don't really know what's what's going on. And hopefully. Well, let's just put it this way. I agree with everything you said. Um, read a couple tweets that you had sent me. A couple of them are a little bit. Yeah. I don't know, man. You're more of a Bearcat fan than I am. I'm a Buckeye. I admit it. But all I'm saying is I I know the feeling of having a little bit of trouble in your organization and the not knowing is, is, is a tough thing. Yeah. The other interesting thing that, that I find very um, troubling is uh, this tweet right here from Pat 40. Per John Brand's removal as UC's basketball coach, his attorney, John Mars, passed along on April 3rd a text from UC head football coach Luke Fickle to Brandon saying, in part, this is bullshit. And the way this is being handled is bullshit as well. I don't like to cuss on here very much. I try not to. But I agree with him. The way this thing's been handled is bullshit. It's ridiculous. I mean... I know the fan base did not like Brandon for the life of me. I don't know why. Um, but the, it, to me, it sounds like they have not talked to Brandon about any of this stuff. I, I mean, that's what it looks like. I mean, for everything that I've read, there has not been one single report of John Brandon and John Cunningham sitting down and talking about this. I know they said they talked to him about it in the statement that, the athletic director released, but according to the attorney, they've never talked. And to me, that's, if you can't talk to your head coach about what's going on, why would your great football coach want to stay here and work for that guy? So uh, that's, that's what scares me. It's not only that we're losing Brandon, which I know, like I said, Bearcat fans, a lot of them are happy with it, whatever. Hey, like I said, at this point, I don't care. I just wanted them to hurry up and figure it out and get rid of them or whatever so we can get another coach so we don't lose out on all the uh, college transfer portal guys. But if this is the way he handles uh, Brandon, what's that say for Fickle? And Fickle's already not happy about it, so that's mm-hmm. scary. <laughs> I mean, Luke has said he wanted to stay here or, ha- or has stayed here, mm-hmm. but if they keep this guy Cunningham and this is the way he handles it, uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> I'm kind of ner- nervous about that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I should have been more specific uh, with my earlier statement, but that's what I was trying to get at right there. It, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's just tough because you don't know what Fickle's thinking. You don't know, and then I, I didn't really like him throwing the student athletes kind of yeah. under the well, bus. That's the thing the they really is all on the student athletes. Yeah. I, they, I mean, the fans have, I mean, I'm not saying the fans are playing, but the fans, the fans are like, well, student athletes don't want to play for them. Yada, yada, which I mean, obviously they didn't, they all transferred, but then thing I'll keep making the statement. If it was so bad playing for Brandon, why they play so good. And nobody can, nobody, nobody's been able to answer that for me. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of know? players transfer, you know, yeah. from every team. Right. So, I mean, Either way, bottom line is he's gone, and we got to figure out who has going to be the head coach. Now, Crip says it over and 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 over again that he wants Nick Van Exel. <laughs> Somebody in the chat said Stevenson from the Boston Celtics. There's no way we're getting him. Um, I think um, we got we got the Miller boys, Archie and uh, Sean. They've both been fired, and they're local guys. 
they might be candidates. I'm just throwing names out there. I had, there's no list of any names that I've read from anybody. I'm just throwing names out there to see, uh, you know, who they can get. But the thing is they have to move quickly because this transfer portal thing is happening fast. You know, guys right. are already signing. I mean, Zach Harvey's went signed with, uh, who was it? Was what even UCF? It was Coastal Carolina or some silly school like that? I'm like, really? You left us for that team? Yeah. Anyway, it, it, it was that. But people say, well, that's how bad bad it was. I'm like, yeah, I don't. I, again, how can it be that bad? And they go all the way to the AAC championship game. I just don't get it. Like, if you have a coach that you cannot stand playing for, why'd you do what he said and play so good? Anyway. I, I got to, yeah. you know, I know that's where I'm at. And that's why I brought it up. That's, that's why I was telling you. That's one thing that rung in, in my head who nobody throws a student athlete under the bus and then add the coaches along with it. Almost like the students hated or the, the athletes hated him. The coaches hated him. And he's the last one to know. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's not, it's not a good look, but I will tell you this. Don't come snooping around Columbus, Ohio, because uh, we want to keep Chris Holtman a little while. Okay, so I, I'll keep telling you this: I don't think you have to worry about it. I don't think we're going to pay as much as Ohio State. <laughs> that, well, and and that's another thing I was going to bring up too. I'm not a Bearcat guy. I've admitted that I don't know Bearcat like Jeff. I'm a Buckeye, but you know, I have a feeling that whoever you guys take, there's going to be a lot of people that don't like that either. Um, so the thing is, people aren't going to like, people are always going to complain about. So, I mean, uh, let's take it to the Reds. The Reds are five and one and people are complaining that our, I Garrett <laughs> yeah. sucks and Joey Votto hasn't hit like we're five and one. We're, we're scoring more runs than anybody, but everybody's got to complain about something. I, I'll never understand that for the life of me. Very true. Now we had a couple of, uh, uh, suggestions in here. Somebody said Rick Patino, which hey, I don't, you never know. He's at a small school right now. Huh? But he's also really – he's up there in years right now. <laughs> Sean Miller and Archie Miller, I think, are more of the the kind of coaches, the age bracket you want to get into, you know, because they uh still young. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Where's – What do you got? Oh, oh, he's asking where the live link is. I, it, I haven't put one up yet. That's why. Oh, that's where it's at, bro. It's in his pocket. When he decides <laughs> to put it on, yeah. he will. How about that? <laughs> I haven't put it up yet. I might put it up. We'll see. Uh, Tommy says it's going to be extremely hard for the Bearcats to get really a really good coach right now. I, yeah, I, I mean, well, I agree. But if you get one of the Miller boys, they're pretty good. I mean, now, Sean has been fired from Arizona because of uh, NCAA violations. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if he's somebody you want to touch right now. Uh, Brad in says Nick Van Exel is not, not a graduate. As far as I can tell there, he can't be a head coach per NCAA. Ah, that I don't know. So you uh, have to graduate, huh? Well, I would think so. I, I don't know. Uh, That's a good I'm not point, sure. Though. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, I mean, I know Crip always blows up Nick Van Exel. And I'm like, I don't. I, other than Nick Van Exel was a great Bearcat. I'm not sure why you think he'd be a great coach. I still don't get it. I'm sorry, Crip. I, I still don't get it. I mean, I, I don't. I don't understand that 
at all. I mean, that's just that's just kind of weird. Anyway, let's get into this Reds conversation. Let's get into some fun stuff here. The Reds are taking on the D-bags. As I call them, the D-bags, Diamondbacks. Tonight at 940. The pitching matchup is Tyler Malley, 1-0. ERA of 3.60 versus, I'm probably going to mess his name up, but Widener. He's 1-0 with a 0.00 ERA. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of. Well, I'm thinking. I think he pitched a, an inning. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's what I think. I think he pitched an inning, and you know, yeah, you know, we'll we'll leave it at that. But uh, are they going to get six in a row tonight? What are you thinking? Are you going to stay up and watch it? Is the is the better question? Well, see, I'm an hour back, so most likely I'll be able to step and watch most of it anyway. I I, I think I can say it. Probably all of it. Hell, it's Friday night. We'll all step. It's Friday, and baby. Let's go. Let's let's watch them go six and one, and not watch and watch replay in the morning. I mean, yeah. Come on, I'd yeah, like to I'll watch it. Could, Damn right. I got to be at work in the morning, so I probably won't be able to stay up. But oh, this, well, is yeah. this is the link. This is the this is the lineup for tonight. Now, the wink is back in the lineup. Tyler Nequin is still in the lineup, but he's batting six, which I'm. I, I'm sitting there just saying, you know, people complain about everything. It's not a complaint. I won't say it's a complaint. But I'm all for putting Jesse Winker in there and getting him going, and I'm all for keeping Nyquin in there. Why don't you leave him at the leadoff spot? Because the last two games, he's led the game off with a home run. So that's the only thing. I'm kind of like, I'm not sure why you put him down lower, but, you know, it is what it is, and hopefully they will get their sixth win in a row because they, I mean, I don't know about you, but I missed the, uh, the Reds last night. Somebody uh, commented on one of the uh, posts that we put on the Strawberry Ice page, and they're like, "Siri, what time is the Reds game? The Reds beat the the, the Pirates, you know, ten to whatever the yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's no game tonight." He's like, "Crap!" <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Right. Like, Man, I wanted them to the play. Yeah. But, well, it, you know about the game tonight. Like we were talking a little earlier, you know, it's it's it kind of boggles me. I know you like to call him the mad scientist and this is a pure mad scientist move right here, right here. You know, you take something that is completely not broken and really even the loss we had, we put up stats, we put up numbers, we put up runs. Castillo had a game that he's not going to have again. Uh, Our bullpen, same way, but I mean, we could very easily be six and oh right now. And then, you know, he throws, you know, Winky at top. I, I don't understand it. If it's it, the old saying, like I told you earlier, yep. if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. I mean, just let it be. And then later down the road, do what you feel like you need to do. But as of right now, let's keep winning. And when that starts to slow down or stop and things aren't working, then you play around with the roster a little bit. I, I, I don't know yeah. if I agree with it, but it is what it is. Now Keith says get Winker a first base to admit keep Senzel in the line because Senzel is on a three game hitting streak now. Keep Sorry. Wyatt uh, Nyquin in there and rest Joey. The thing is, I'll, I'll put this out there, and people have complained about Vado. Vado always historically is a slow starter. If you watch the way he's hitting the ball, he's making solid contact. He's just hitting in bad luck right now. I mean, every ball he's hitting, he's, it's solid. He's striking it. It's just going right to the fielder. So I hear what you're saying, Keith. But my thing is, if you can get Joey Votto 
going and anywhere close to the old Joey Votto, which I'm not saying he's ever going to be that again, but anywhere close to the old Joey Votto where he wants to put do damage, you put him in this lineup with everything that's going on, it's going to be unbelievable. So I'm not ready to, to sit Votto yet because he is, like I said, a historically slow starter. I do agree. It's But the thing is, it's so hard. Everybody's hot. Everybody except Suarez. Suarez is the only one that's not really hot. They gave him a day off the day before. But again, Gino, I'm not worried about it. He's going to to hit. So that's where I'm saying. You know, I, um, I understand what you're saying. But Vado, to me, you got to keep him in the lineup because of the progression that he's making with his swing. Because I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm really liking Joey Vado's approach. And Joey Vado's approach is just like the entire team. Like last year, it seemed like Vado overthought everything. And everybody overthought everything. Right now, they're seeing a good pitch and they're ripping at it. And most of the time, they're making solid contact. Because last mm-hmm. year, they were, I think, third or fourth in the, being the most patient batters, which is great. I always say be patient, be patient. But if you don't hit the freaking ball, it doesn't do you any good. <laughs> right now, yeah. they're, they're, I don't know, they're, they're like one of the least patient teams, but they've scored 57 freaking runs. So I, 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 I want to get Vado going because because Kablastos is not going to hit 500 while he's down to 438. He's not going to hit like that all year. Nyquin isn't, isn't going to hit this this good all year. So the thing is, you got to get the guys that you're going to rely on during throughout the season. You got to get them going too. So Keith, I understand what you're saying, but I'm not ready to to squash and sit um, Vado just yet. We'll wait and see what happens tonight. I had to put that up for you. Oh, here we go again. Man, I'm not. I, I swear, one day, guys, if you click on the television and you see me and this guy on there and I have dime bag in between my name, I'm going to find you, son. I just want to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that right now, Crip. I will find you. <laughs> Crip, he loves you. He's full of crap. I'm playing, brother. <laughs> it's all good. It's stuck. My God, bro, it's stuck. <laughs> well, it's just like the Ice Man. I mean, I was, I was. I know. I told you at one time. Well, like we started going live. I was Jeff Strawberry Ice. Everybody kept calling me Ice Man. I'm like, all right, screw it. I'll just be the Ice Man. So, so it's funny when I get guests on here. They're like, do I call you Jeff? Do I call you Ice Man? Do I call you Strawberry Ice? I'm like, dude, I don't care. <laughs> you call me whatever. I got well, yeah. Name. I mean, me and you talk a lot, <laughs> and I've called you just about everything there is. I mean, so yeah, well. Some of that stuff you can't say on here that you've called. Oh, me. well, that's true. I can't go on about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keith, another option is to give Moose a day off right now because he's hot. Moose sends L to third. Yeah, I, yeah there, honestly, there's so many options. But right now, I don't want to move anybody. <laughs> right now, if, if it were me, Winker wouldn't be in the lineup. <laughs> it would have been the same lineup that got us to five and one. That's the way I would have done it. But I'm not the manager, and David Bell is. And I like I said, I'll give David Bell credit. I mean, I said this last year that I last year I came on the show and said I don't think this team wants to play for. Him. I don't think I've said it before the season started that I don't think these players feel the energy to play for him. I admit it. Boy, was I wrong. I mean, they love playing for this guy. And I, I'm chalking up last year to Mustaka said this in, in training or spring training. With the COVID pandemic and everything going on, and they couldn't go anywhere, and we had so many new guys on the team, 
they really couldn't get to know each other. And they really get to know each other by hanging out in the clubhouse and going out to dinner and doing stuff together as teammates and, and not just baseball. And dude, you can look at this team. They are having freaking fun. I mean, I lost the hashtag bat flipping showboating son of a gun. And that is awesome. I, I, yeah. I love it. Anyway, get the key, sir. Other question here. All right. Not saying bench Joey. I'm saying rest him and there you can keep the hot bat in the lineup. Yeah. I, I, but I, that's, I agree with you on, on that part, but I, I'm just, I, I would have rather just kept the same lineup <laughs> is what I would have rather them done. That would have, that would have been a little, I don't know. Like, like, like Jeremy said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, the thing with Votto is, is, you know, they, they, they may rest him some throughout the year, but um, the guy's, Signed, he, he signed a mega, mega contract. And if they feel like they can work him out of his little, I guess you can call it slump, but like you said, he's making great contact with the ball. So, I mean, you know, he starts swinging wild and, you know, and he's popping everything up and he's striking out. I, I could see, but man, he, he's made a few swings this year just in these six games. They could have easily been doubles, triples. I mean, he's just, like you said, he's making great contact, but it happens to be to the shortstop or the second baseman or the or whatever, the outfield. It don't matter. It just, he's just having a string of bad luck. And I think, uh, I think we can, he can work it out. I really do. I hope so. Cause he's one of my favorites and that's why we paid him what? 120, 50, something like that. <laughs> and I'm talking yeah. million. Millions, yeah, he's million. I think another three or four years, I think, on his contract. So that's another reason he ain't going anywhere. Uh, Hey, Ice and Jeremy, I think Bell actually was forced to guys like what? I think Bell was actually forced to guys like us, the fans, because they are manufacturing runs and doing things. We've all said for three years. Oh, forced to listen. There you go. I got you now. Oh, okay. Okay. Forced okay. to listen. Well, yeah. And that that's and the thing, that's the big that to me, honestly, is the biggest change in this team is the philosophy. They changed their philosophy. Cause if you look, they're, they're gonna start, they're gonna stop shifting on these guys because they're not hitting into the shift. They're actually hitting opposite field, which I banged on the desk. I banged on the desk last year for this. I'm like, like hell, bunt down the third base line. Do something. You're professional hitters. You should be able to inside out the ball to get it to hit it where they're not. I mean, I can't do that, but I'm not a professional baseball player. You're supposed to be able to. And they would just drill it right into the shift last year. And this year they're not. And I, and it's a complete and total change of philosophy. And and somebody's put it out there. Well, we got good thing we got a new uh uh batting or hitting coach. We have the exact same hitting coach. We have the exact same coaching staff as we did last year. So, yeah, I, I you know, th- they they had to change something. I mean, after going 22 innings in the playoffs and not scoring a freaking run, something had to change. Because, like I said, if you look at uh, – I'll keep quoting this. Uh, Chris Welch always says they're as good as they are in the back of their baseball card, and they finally are hitting to that. No, is this – Ed – is that you? This is Ed. You there? Yeah, what's up, brother? Yeah. You guys can hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can't see Yeah, you. awesome. It's all working then. I'm, I'm in the car. I've, I've never called from the car before. <laughs> <laughs> you the man, brother. 
Well, welcome to the show, that- brother. We we were talking Reds, but we can get back into the uh, to the Bearcat conversation and the uh, firing or parting of ways with the Bearcats hey. and John Brandon. What what are your what are your thoughts on the whole si- whole situation with the Reds? I think they need to hit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not hitting enough. You're, you're, you're definitely right on that. Yeah, but I think what, we definitely need to look into the hitting coach and find out what's going on there because I think we just need to hit a little bit more. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Hundred runs not enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I think he'd be scoring more runs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. They might. We'll find out tonight at nine forty. What's yeah, so. uh, what, what's your thoughts in, uh, on the John Brandon situation? I know you guys are. You got your Facebook uh, uh, group, uh, Bearcat, Bearcat Nation, and I know you guys have been trying to. Posted stuff about about Brandon's situation. What what do you got? You got any any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I've seen a lot of guys like trying to a lot of people trying to kick a man while he's down. I don't I don't mean to do that. I mean he's the man's got a family and all that, and and, and we still don't. I mean we still don't know exactly what happened. We have nope. the anonymous sources, you know. We have all that going on, but you know we still don't know what happened. From all accounts, it doesn't sound like it was very good. Um, so. I mean, I think it was time for the university to, to move on. Uh, I think we all knew they were going to move on as soon as, you know, we saw five But how do you think with- Cunningham has handled this? Because honestly, from everything that I've read, Cunningham has never <laughs> talked to Brandon about any of this stuff. And, from, and, yeah. and, and to me, they, they've, they've just decided to part ways, and they haven't actually given a reason <laughs> in the statement so that they, they released today. And that, I think that's it, too, is that we, we still don't have that reason. I mean – Kind of, in my personal opinion, I think, and in, in, in from what we're hearing again from, I guess, I guess these are anonymous sources, but I, I kind of believe these ones, that this whole investigation started, you know, back before the tournament, or this whole, you know, allegations were being brought up back before the tournament. If that was, yeah, that, case, that's when the one, the one of the players went over over Brandon's head and talked talked to uh to Cunningham yeah. per, per my source. That's that's what that's what started it all. Yeah, and I think, I mean. We, in my personal opinion, we probably should have started investigating then instead of two weeks after the season ended and then opening an, an, an oh, external yeah. investigation after yeah. that. I mean, I'm not well, an attorney. He, he, should, I work he, in should least, he should have at least talked to Brandon <laughs> and said, hey, this is what's going on. We're going to investigate, try to figure out, get to the bottom of this or something. You, you know, as far as I, I, I've found out that there was nothing said about it to him until two a week or whatever after the the, the season's over and to me just as far as the university goes that puts the university behind the eight ball if you are going to fire brandon as to getting a new head coach and what you're going to do and that's my thing i think it, we're just we're i think he he put us behind the eight ball i, I think we're you know i wish we would have came out in a better position than this where right you know players weren't you know already picking their teams and you know we just saw what an hour beforehand that harvey is going to Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara, yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, Santa Barbara. Yeah, you know, you, you hope that you know if if JC would have had a better handle on this, and you know he would have been able to talk to him and say, hey, you know, I, I'm working on this. You know, we got you know something going on. Just give me a little bit more time. You know, we got another hopefully a new coach coming in shortly. You know, just give me a little bit more time. You know, maybe maybe Harvey doesn't transfer. Uh, you know, or doesn't pick them right away. You still have these other players to make it though. Yeah, to me, it sounds like the communication from the top, from Cunningham to Brandon to the players was awful all the way around. To me, just the, the whole thing, they, they didn't talk to each other. And, and I know we're going in a pandemic and it's hard to communicate, but it's still not hard to communicate. You can do exactly what I'm doing right here. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you, in my office, we've been, doing, 
Yeah, huh? we've been using these. My office has been using these things called telecommunication apps. You know, where we can, <laughs> right. you know, you can talk to each other. You know, via the internet. You know, it's a new right. thing. Al Gore invented it, but, um, you know, I don't know. I just, I hope it doesn't put us. Obviously, you know, next year, next basketball season is is it's gonna be a you know one of those rebuilding well, years. I guess. I mean, the good the good the good thing is if we get a coach in here fast enough. I mean, it's got to be pretty fast by by the end of this month, beginning of May. We got to have a coach. There's still yes. a ton of kids that are in a transfer portal, and I mean, I threw it out there. The, the Miller brothers are both out there, Archie and Sean. Uh, they might. Yeah. They, I mean, Sean, I know had had the the allegations with NCAA violations and everything, but I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, I, I don't know who you would get, but I mean, to me, if you want to fix this fast, I think going that route for guys who are already established coaches is probably a good way to do it. I think you're right. I think there's, I think, I think, I think you have two options here. Um, and, and, and the third option I like, but you know, everybody keeps saying Nick Van Exel, but from everything I've had, he doesn't have that four year degree. And that's apparently what the university well, needs. I don't know the if it's NCAA or not, but well, the thing is though, has he ever been a head coach anywhere? Has he, I mean, he's been an assistant coach in the NBA and I think he was assistant coach in college, but he's never really, I didn't know he aspired to be this, you know, I've never heard him. I mean, I don't know. I'm just like, if he wanted to do that, why didn't he go coach a smaller school and work his way up or, or something like that? I, I just, I don't get, I don't get the whole, I, I love Nick Van Exel. I don't get me wrong. I think he's a, one of the greatest Bearcats of all time. I just don't get the love for, Oh, we should, we should hire him and it's all going to be fixed. I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, I, I want to see the, the, the reason, you know, you got to have some kind of sheet of, of what you've done, you know, to, to make it worth getting this job in my opinion. Yeah, it's yeah kind well, of, that's it, true. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just saying, you know, it's it's it, it's kind of like a high school baseball player getting thrown into the major leagues, uh, yeah. the way Jeff kind of put it. You know, it's just that it, it is something that I had no idea about either. Um, and but go ahead, if you you've got more information than I do, especially on Bearcat basketball. No, I just think I, I think you know if we're looking for a quick turnaround, it's in a way to get these players out of the pool. You know, these players out of the portal and, and you know still compete next year. I think uh, Archie Miller is a is a good um, you know candidate. Um, right. I don't think Sean Miller. I think Clifton will burn if we. Um, hire Sean Miller. <laughs> this, the former Xavier coach. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, but I also I I've been hearing this a lot. You know, just from people on Twitter, or whatever. But Darren Savino. I mean, the players. A lot of the players in Cincinnati already know him. Um, you know, he's played under Mick. Mick just got himself a contract extension, just got himself to the final four. Um, you know, we know that he plays that Cincinnati style of basketball because he's been under Mick. Right. Um, I, I, the reason why I say he could possibly be a quick turnaround and still compete next year is because of the fact that he's been here. He knows the system. The players know him. Um, I, I, so I think that's a, a viable option, I guess. I also, in, in, and a lot of these former players have been coming out as well. I, I, I also like the thoughts of having some of these former players like James White come out. He's apparently gone through the program, the coaching program that needs to that needs to happen for the NCAA, according to his, you know himself on, on Twitter. And I think he was on, uh, I think he was on Chad's show. I think he said that on Chad's show. I'm not, I'm not 100 sure, but um, but he's again one of those guys. You know, I think he just finished his career in overseas. I, I don't know if he was signed up for the big three again this year or not. Um, but I think he's also one of those players, one of those guys where I think that's a, 
maybe a long-term thing, or maybe we look at him in a couple of years, maybe sign a coach to a, you know, three or four year contract. And, and then, you know, maybe look at James White then. I, I don't know. I do like the idea though, of these former players coming back and, and coaching. Yeah. Well, D- Dave's calling us out here. He says, uh, Van Exel's re- resume is easy to find over 10 years of coaching in college and in the pros try Google guys. Okay. Again, I said he coached in the NBA and in college, but what I said is he has never ran a program himself. <laughs> you know, that's what was I that Sam or Dan? Huh? Was that Dan or Sam? That was Dave. 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 All right, then. I thought maybe it was that Sam guy. No, no. Sam, that Sam guy doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> ah. doesn't want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> on, on, on Hell that guy Sam. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's that, that that's my thing. Is I I get it with all the foreign players and everything. I would prefer a guy who's actually ran a program because there's, it's different. Like now, if you're if you're an assistant coach, like say say, yeah, uh, one of mix when Mick left, and we had one of his assistant coaches take over, and you kind of run the same program. That's different. But if you're bringing somebody in who's never done it, it's it's a lot. There's a lot to running a Division One college basketball program. I mean. And that's just my personal opinion. I'd rather have somebody who's actually done it before. Now, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to bringing in, you know, uh, Archie or Savino or somebody like that and then having James White as assistant coach. I think that's a yeah, great – Yeah, yeah, that, that would be fun. Awesome. They, they could work their way up to it. He's uh, talked about on his Instagram Live that, you know, there's uh, there players uh, who reach out to him all the time, uh, you know, good players who reach out to him all the time saying, how do I get in at Cincinnati? So, I mean yeah. – I can I can be down with that too, but yeah, I, I, mean, I, would, I would prefer that if you if you it's just it's just a big it's just a big jump from from it is. And, I'm not, and I'm not saying it's not going to work. I, I mean, if they hire Nick Van Exel, oh. and I said all I care about is that jersey right there that says Bearcats on it. If they hire oh. Nick Van Exel, I will be all behind him, you know, because I I've I will always support the Bearcats coach. I supported Mick Cronin. I defended him for years because people were like, you know, he can't get out of the first round. He's not a good coach. I, dude, I don't know how many of my friends that. Weren't Bearcat fans like, man, you guys got to get a new coach, man. I was like, oh, really? Well, look how good our old coach did. He just went to the Final Four. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, so that's where I mean, whoever, like I said, whoever is the coach, whoever they make the final decision, I will be, I will support. I right now am in favor of firing John Cunningham because I just don't like the way he's handled this. And with the the tweet that Pat Forty uh, tweeted out, I don't know if you saw this or not, from Luke Fickle (laughs) to John Brandon saying this whole, Thing is bullshit. That scares uh, me because if Fickle thinks that, then how long is he going to stick around? So if you already got your your no, sorry your number one coach right now is Luke Fickle, and if he's not happy with the way they handled John Brandon's situation, he might be looking around. And ne- next time a school comes and gets him, he might be like, "All right, I'll, I'll go." And that that's that's the bad thing about this. If you get a reputation of not being able to take care of your coaches or not communicate, which this whole thing. Is communication. Either way you want to look at it, from the players to the head coach to the AD. It's all communication. That's all this is. Whether whether he was a bad coach, good coach, whatever. There was no communication in this at all. And that's one of the biggest things. If you are an AD, your biggest thing that you have to do is communicate with your employees. And if you cannot do that, you should not be in that job. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And B Fox said something on his podcast the other day I was listening to on the way home that, you know, it, is the university going to communicate with him in the middle of an investigation? No. I mean, does the FBI? No, but they should at least tell them they're doing it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, or, during or, the season. Or try to find out what's going on before they do it. You know, something. 
Exactly. If during the season there's things coming up and you're not communicating to the coach during the season, you know, hey, players are coming to us and saying this, you know, right. what, what, what do you got? The, that's where the communication needs to be. Exactly. Communicating with the coach during the season when this is happening, especially during a COVID season where, mm-hmm. you know, there, there is, uh, there's a lot of different restrictions and things like that. If, if you know, they're going to claim that he wasn't doing things by COVID restrictions, then that's when the AD needs to step in and, and right. support the coach by saying, we, here's what you got to do. We don't, we don't know exactly what the claims were. We've heard rumors, exactly. you yeah. know, but nothing is confirmed. And I don't think we'll ever find out, to be honest. So, Probably I mean, not. and and that, that's, the, that's the problem, I think, with this whole thing. It started, and if the players, I mean, because, I mean, look, Huggins had guys quit. Terry Nelson quit on Huggins. Uh, <laughs> Eric Hicks quit on Bob, Bob Huggins. I mean, players I quitting on coaches – it's not new, <laughs> you know. What's that? Didn't Terry say? Didn't Terry say on your show that Corey Blunt was ready to leave, and Corey's grandma yeah. said, "Is he? Is he? Is yeah. he feeding you? Yeah. Is he taking care of you? Yeah. Well, then right. you're staying because I ain't feeding you here. Right. Exactly. So yeah. I mean, everybody. That and that's the thing. I like to me. I'm kind of like everybody's freaking out. All these guys quit. Let's, yeah, five of them leaving. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big deal. I, I do agree mm-hmm. with that. There's something up with that. But to me, the communication should have started before that happened. You know, and, I, and that's where the thing is like you had Huggins had guys quit. I mean, literally quit and and they weren't going anywhere because they couldn't transfer. You know, it wasn't as easy as it is now. Now it's so easy to transfer. You know, if you get your feelings hurt, I'm, well, I'm just going to transfer. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of here. You know, it's so easy to do that now compared to the way it was then. But those guys all came back and they yep. all loved it. You know, they were glad they did it. I'm wondering if these guys are going to regret because the thing is we got to realize, too, is. John Brandon is a human being. He's a father. He's a husband, you know? Yes. And his name is getting drugged through the mud. And yes. in my opinion, there hasn't been any solid information as to why, you know, if this is true, if this is not true. I mean, this man has to continue to try to get a job after this, you know? So you're yeah, thinking, no, exactly. Then and if, 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 if the rumors are... Go ahead, sorry. Sorry, and if the rumors are correct that he has not been communicated with at all, then, I mean, what are... It, in your, in your personal, like in your own life, like, right. If you, if you get, if you get let go from a job and they tell you because it's performance and you've never been communicated to about that, well, right. you're going to do everything in the world to try to get, you know, compensated and get your, mm-hmm. your name cleared as well. I mean, right. I mean, that, I don't know about that's why that I say this, this, that's, yeah, that's exactly why I say when I, when I started the show, this isn't over. I mean, he's not the coach anymore, but this isn't over. I mean, no, we got <laughs> two more months. Yeah. yeah. We got, we got to look cause, cause one Brandon's going to try to clear his name, you know, because, yep. Right now, like I said, he's he's you know biohazard. You know he's nobody's going to touch him right now because of what he just went through. So he's going to have a really hard time getting a job, a, you know, assistant coach job right now. So he's got to try to clear his name and get it out there so he can continue to work. So anyway, it's just well, a big thing mess. we also don't we also don't know how much he got paid. Right? If yeah, we, yeah. Because I mean, I, I've I've read it was five million dollars where that's what the lawyer wanted, and I read it was. 1.5. I mean, who knows? I mean, and he still had what four more years on his contract. So, I mean, it's a lot of money that they had to pay because they didn't say they fired him with cause. They well, didn't, actually, they didn't. You're right. I didn't see that in a statement where they said they fired him with cause. Never said fire with cause. We're parting ways. They never said that. And I said he's no longer the coach. No, they didn't say they fired him. They didn't say they put fired him with cause. They didn't say any of that stuff. They just said he's parting ways and he's no longer the coach. That's all they said in the statement. So, it's a very general statement. You know, oh. it's not, it's not. Okay, we're we're firing because of this, or we're letting yeah. him go because of this, or he's leaving because of this. It's 
we're parting ways and we're not really going to tell you why just so we can hopefully move on to get another head coach, which actually that's the point. I want them to get to that point to move on. That's what they have to do. But to me, there's, there's been no reason given and there probably may never be a reason given for why this has happened. And the reason could come out. It could change both of our minds. We could be like, okay, yep. That was a a good reason to let him go. And and if it does, I'll raise my hand. I'll be like, all right, cool. And that's what I want to know. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to know why. I mean, why is it? Because Bearcat fans have been riding this guy all year, which, and and I've said this on Bearcat Country, and I said on my show a ton of times. If it was so bad playing for John Brandon, then why did they play so good? Why did they play the way he wanted them to? You know, you say, oh, well, we got our ass kicked by Houston. Houston was the Final Four team. (laughs) They were beating a lot of people. So, I mean, that's, and nobody can ever answer that question for me. They just say, oh, he's a bad coach. There there might be a couple excuses for that. I mean, they played uh, really well after uh, Keith went out, and I think they were playing for Keith in, in that game. I can't remember what game that was. But I think they're playing for that was the like, second game of the conference finals. First, yeah, uh, yeah against uh, Wichita, right? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, I think they played real well for Keith. Uh, you, you know, and now we're going back to the conference. When when he walked off the court <laughs> without the players at the end of that that yeah. conference tournament, I, I yeah. knew something. I was like, oh, this is, yeah, that, that was, was that was that was definitely interesting. I I I yeah, you knew something was, was up. But I mean, the thing is, I'll even say it's not. I'm not even saying the AAC tournament. I mean, even when they got back from the COVID, I mean, hell, yeah, they lost, lost what four, four games, and well, I mean, two of them were to Houston. So I mean, even that point, they played good. There was one point where I thought they were clicking. Like I thought Easton right. and uh, and because they chest bumped at the end. Of, it was Easton's big game. I, I can't remember what game yep. it was, but they chest bumped it right going into a commercial. I was like, all right, they're clicking. Right. Like they, this is something that's about to happen. And then and, and here we are. Now we're hoping that Bob Huggins comes back and and just turns everything around. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I also heard the possibility. I heard Kerry Combs could come and coach the basketball team. <laughs> I heard there was that. Was there that, that was My Buckeye, he was coming to coach. Is that what Kerry the, Combs, the, the football coach? Yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's, he's, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's gonna come coach the football team now. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, that's that's the rumor. If Fickle Fickle leaves, he, that that Combs is the next in line. We'll see. Oh, hey, he, he'd be a good one, man. He's, I, he, he's a I, good I don't want Fickle leaving, but I mean, he, I'm a realist when it comes to that. I know he. We're not going to be able to keep him forever. There's no. There's no way. <laughs> that's just not going to happen. Yeah, I, I I don't think he's going unless there's a big school calling. Well, yeah, I, no, I think I, I don't think Fickle's leaving. Well, depending if he doesn't like Cunningham, who knows? This might change a lot of stuff. But before all this came out. I don't think he was going to leave until unless, and Jeremy's going to hate me saying this, but Ohio State or Notre Dame or some big school like that, not necessarily those two schools, but a big school like that comes calling, you know, because it's eventually going to be where they offer him so much money that we just can't compete. It's just, it's just a fact. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's what's going to come down to. Exactly. Possibly. Yeah, his tenure in the Big Ten didn't help him a whole lot for uh, major conferences, but I think what he's done in Cincinnati has has uh, made people forget uh, quite a bit about his time at Ohio State. Yeah, you always coach. bring that up, and that was the year that he came in and he was the interim coach, and they lost to half their, a lot of their starters, and it wasn't a good year for the Bears for the Buckeyes. But, hey, hey, I'm giving him love. I'm giving him love. I, I know, but you always bring that up. It's one year, and if he was so bad, they kept him on as a coach, so he still wasn't bad. But Ur- Urban, his first year, 
Brian Day, yeah. his first year. I yeah, mean... look at the yeah, they, they weren't they weren't coming off of people getting suspended and kick getting kicked out of school either. Uh, Urban was, and we went undefeated. But anyway, it's okay. I'm giving him love. Can I not give him love, Jeff? You can, but you keep bringing that up. Love, and time. I'm just and we just saying. and we damn near beat Georgia. And I'm just saying that <laughs> just like it sticks in everybody else's head, it's in there. But he well, has you quit re- repeating it all the time. They wouldn't mean <laughs> his slate. Is what I'm saying, and now I believe that there are big teams that that will call it, and I'm with you on that. I agree with oh, that. Yeah. Oh, there is, there is. Yeah, there are, there are, there are big teams who will be calling. That is for sure. All right, well, I appreciate you jumping on and uh, giving your insight onto some Bearcat stuff. And if you guys uh, had not subscribed, check out their podcast. It's pardon the punctuation. Uh, you guys got a new episode that you dropped here recently? Hey, give me just one second. Give me just one second. All right. I'm waiting. Waiting. There, 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 there. Yep. Give me, give me five minutes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just jump him off there because I don't know. <laughs> he's got something going on. Well, yeah. They, 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 yeah, he's still muted. So okay. anyway, we'll yeah. get him back. We'll get him back later on. I just wanted to uh, let you guys know it's uh, six nineteen, and I got I got to put the graphic yeah. on this, but I that I but I don't have it on this this uh, Reds app one. But you guys are watching Sports with Strawberry Ice. I am on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I have nine hundred and seventy five subscribers. If you guys are watching on the Facebook page, please do me a favor. There's over a thousand of you guys that follow that page. Please do me a favor and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I would greatly appreciate it. Let's see if he's back. Ed, you back? You back? You back? Nope, he's not back. Uh, he's All on right. mute. Yep, he's on mute. We'll leave him there. All right, let's yep. get into this. Uh, Bengals breaking news because this was the thing I was going to talk about. Because Jeremy blew up the chat, going, "Hey guys, the Bengals Woo! got a new defensive coordinator or something." I'm like, "What? They got rid of Armadillo? Are you serious?" And no, that's not it. We hired this guy. <laughs> Which I mean, I don't know. Bengals hired Ed Lou. I'm gonna mess his name up. Coffee, coffee, C I O F F, cough, coffee. Coffee, I don't know. Coffee, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, he was hired today. He will be the Bengals defensive quality control coach. Now, to me, we were talking about this yesterday with the guys that were formerly from the Bengals Prawl, Brawl podcast, which. They're no longer associated with that anymore. But we're talking with those guys about if Armadillo defense sucks to begin the year, who would be the replacement? And to me, it looks like they possibly have one in this guy. But I I mean, if you look at his resume, here's his resume. Let me bring that back up here. Uh, Oops, wrong one. It is here. Uh, He's a 22 years of NFL experience, coaching experience. Previously was a Bengals assistant from 97 to 2010. Uh, other NFL coaching experience with the Cleveland Browns, 2013 to 16, Tennessee Titans, 14 to 15, Arizona, yada, yada, yada. He also, his last one he was in was the XFL with the DC Defenders. So I don't know. I mean, that's not a big wow factor for me, but he's the defensive quality control coach like i said i don't know what the hell that is 
You got any clue what that is? You know, I have no, I, I have no idea. I mean, um, you are conditioned to watch defensive football. I, you know, I. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm guessing it's just the overall conditioning, maybe, of the defense uh, workouts. But then we have a strength coach, so I don't, I don't know, man. I really have no idea. I bring that back from as a good compliment. I, I appreciate you, one speedster. You guys have hey. a great thing going here, Iceman. Love the energy you bring to the show. Jeremy is so chill. You guys are a good mixture for the show. Enjoy the passion you both bring. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks, that a lot, Al. That, that means, yeah, Ed, is still, yeah. Ed is still here. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? I was, was going to let you give you give yourself a little plug here before you left on your uh, you guys had a podcast pop out. How did I miss the posting for that defensive quality control? I used to be I a Alabama, baby. Alabama. I missed that posting. I could have done that's, that. That's like, it's going to be like when they call the plays in. Somebody should be listening in on that and, and just checking the quality of those call plays. Like, you know, just like right, when you call in right. customer service. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I have, um, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> so we have, we have a, and I appreciate you. Let me drop it. We have a, a, a new episode coming out tonight. Jeff and, uh, and Aaron recorded it last night while I was driving home. And, and then I tried to upload it tonight, but YouTube uh, was, not, was not helping me uh, this afternoon. So I will uh, be uploading that tonight. So I appreciate that. No problem, dude. Appreciate awesome. you jumping on the show. No problem. And you guys let me know when we find out how the Reds are going to hit more. Because, I, I, like I said, I need more hits. <laughs> I need more home runs. I need – I think – I don't think – I don't think uh, Nick is playing very well. Uh, I don't think Jonathan India is playing very well. He needs to step up his game. True. Um, so, I, I need all these guys to step up their game. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I couldn't put it any, any better there, there Ed. I, these guys are just – I don't know what, what where their heads at. I mean, I mean, 50, 57 runs in the first six games. I mean, come on, we need to have at least seventy or eighty runs. I mean, this is ridiculous. We right, especially with the Cardinals. Yeah, <laughs> and we should spread it out through the whole year. I think personally, but you know, whatever. I uh, just need no. They, they just always hit more. Just always, <laughs> always, <laughs> always, hit this always hit more. Feels good, right, don't it? Man. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for jumping on the show. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Thank All you, right, brother. Dude, all right, Jeremy, Dimebag Dean, you have some interesting stuff about the Masters and the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah, I sure do. Uh, you know, just wanted to throw out uh, a little bit of a leaderboard, at least, on the Masters. Uh, you got everybody there. If anybody's got any uh, money on, uh, on it, whatever, um, this is only – the second day, we got two more days to go. So, but as of right now, Justin Rose, the Englishman, is uh, seven under. Um, and really, other than that, you got Jordan Spieth. Um, he's at five under after winning last week at the Valero. So Spieth is uh, he's he's picked up his game. Um, uh, Justin Thomas, I'm sure a lot of you guys know him, like him. He's a good uh, he's American. He's four under. He's in it. Tony Finau, four under, he's in it. Um, a lot of Americans uh, towards the top. I think it's going to be a fun weekend if you guys enjoy to watch golf. Um, it's going to be a it's going to be a good weekend because they are close close together. Other than Justin Rose, um, like I said, who's seven under, but we all know that Justin Rose can also um, he tends to blow up, shoot over par, 
So I got a good feeling for some of our Americans so, to uh, come so up how, and take how, care how of is, How is my boy Big Swole? Shambo, how's he doing? Uh, did, you know, did, that, he, did that, he clear the trees? That's why I wanted to, because I know he was he was trying to drive it on yeah. the, first, the first tee. Did, did he make it, or did he come closer? No, he actually was three over at one time. Ooh. And that, but that's what you get when you swing like him, you know, uh, one, see, that, that's what I was, I, I swing like that and it never goes straight, but that's exciting. Well, and, and that, that's the same problem that every golfer has. I don't care if you're PGA or Jack Nicholas in his prime, you're, you're going to hit a bad shot. And the way DeChambeau swings the club, one miss hit is going to be out yep. on the highway. So, but he has uh, went from the last time I checked. Now things may have changed, but he went from three over to one under. So he did have a couple good oh. holes, and he's so still telling me the there's a chance. He's still big in swole. the day. big swole can make a comeback. All right, he's I like it. I like still it. in it, brother. He's still in it. Uh, so that's your Masters, man. And for the Buckeyes, we've got some bad news. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh, yeah, we are uh, freshman linebacker Mitchell Melton. Um, who had a chance to start – well, who's still hopefully going to have a chance uh, to start this year, suffered what Ryan Day called a long-term injury in practice. Uh, he will definitely not be in the spring game. He joins Haskell Garrett, who is our anchor. He is the anchor of the Buckeyes defense, who's hurt as well. Seven Banks, you guys know him, all you Bucknuts out there, cornerback. Um, he was supposed to come in, shine this year. He's got a long-term injury that may keep him out until the season starts, as well as Cameron Brown, another starter, and Dallas Gant, our linebacker. So some tough news coming out of Ohio um, for football. And one more thing for you Bucknuts out there. In case you didn't hear, we lost our offensive tackle, Max Ray, four-star, he entered the draft portal, and if I was Luke Fickle, my ears would be going ding, 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 ding. Yes, you guys need a lineman. He's out there. He's in the portal. Hate to see him go, but he only played one game. Um, this is his last year of eligibility. So uh, that's about it, though, for Masters and Buckeye Talk, man. And um, other than that, I don't know, brother, what you got? Well, I know I didn't uh... – so I said it yesterday, but I didn't remind you uh, today. But it is Friday. When we usually do the Zeke of the week on Friday. That is, oh, that is true. So if you don't have one, that's fine. But I, I have one. And my Zeke of the week is John Cunningham, athletic director for the University of Cincinnati Bearcats. On the complete debacle of your handling the, of this situation with John Brandon. And if it is a results in... Luke Fickle leaving, I will never forgive you. So you got to step up your game, your communication game. You're in the big leagues now, baby. You're University of Cincinnati. We're Division One. Got to communicate, do a better job. You, sir, John Cunningham, are my Zeke of the week. You ain't got one, Jeremy. I'll just roll into the oh, uh, I got Facebook one. groups. You got one? All right, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember, brother. Um, didn't write it down, but – like normal, I'm going to get me a little bored. I'm going to do the little PTI thing or whatever the hell they got going on there. You <laughs> right, know, so right, we look right, right. we look good. You know, yeah, um, we're, we're professionals we here. Exactly. We don't get into politics on this show. Everybody Ooh. knows it. Um, 
And that's why my Zeke of the week is the MLB. <laughs> Stay out of politics, Major League yes, Baseball, please. PGA, NFL. We're taking all that money that could have been poured into the city of Atlanta has mm -hmm. been ripped away over a bill, a political bill. Yep. Let's stop the madness. The people in Atlanta are struggling just like anybody else in America and leave the game there, which they're not going to, I know. No. But to pull the game out of there is just insanity. I don't agree with it. I'm not getting political here. I'm talking about Major League Baseball. And just the city of Atlanta and what's how, how them losing the, the All-Star exactly. game is affecting them. That's it. it, it that's it's a bad – yeah, it, it's a bad thing, man. And um, that's a good way to that, put it. That's mine. All right, let's get to the uh, Facebook groups that let me live stream. They are Hootay Nation, a great Bengals group. Cincinnati Reds, riding third and heading for home. Bearcat Country, where I posted all the stuff that I showed on here. It's all on there uh, about John Cunningham and everything. It's also on my uh, Strawberry Ice page. Uh, the Ohio State Bucknuts, great Ohio State group. The Ice Bar. Where me and Jeremy do a lot of silly TikToks, memes, and it's a virtual bar. So I invite you guys to join. Uh, right. I gotta give a shout out, special shout out to uh, Bengals Nation and Cincinnati Redlegs. I think since uh, the Redlegs posted uh, a link to my show, so to Bengals Nation. So I appreciate both those groups. Uh, follow me on my social media platforms: Facebook, Sports Strawberry Ice. I have 941 likes, followers. You guys are awesome. 1,022. That is great. As I said before, 1,022. On my YouTube channel, I have 975. It's close. That's really not that close. I want as many followers on YouTube. I want that many subscribers. <laughs> or as many followers I have on my Facebook. I want that many subscribers on my channel. So if you guys are watching this on any of the Facebook groups, please go to the YouTube channel. Type in Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit subscribe. Hit the bell for the notification. I would greatly appreciate it. Twitter followers, I'm up to 333. Working on getting that one bigger. And also, I'm on Instagram. And like I said, me and Jeremy do some silly TikToks. I'll be pulling the sound off here, putting it on the podcast later on. And I think it's great. I'm getting like at least 10 or 12 people listening to the podcast here on a regular basis. So I appreciate you guys. And it's on uh, Beanpod, iPod, or iTunes, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Like I said, YouTube, 975. Try to get that to 1,000. And other than that, Jeremy D. You help us roll on out of here. I sure will, man. And I just want to say thanks to all the groups as well um, that you went through. Uh, I want to say thanks to uh, Jeff with Cincinnati Bengals, the jungle as well. Throw us up on there. That's, that's awesome. Appreciate it. Um, John wanted to say, Hey dude, got a little got here a little late. Hopefully you can jump on a little sooner uh, next time. But uh, other than that, as always, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? Keep watching the show. Tell your friends. Who day? Hopefully the Reds will get their sixth win in a row. And I'm kind of with Ed. I think they need to score more runs. I mean, I'm seriously, 57 runs, that's that's really, you know, that's, that needs more. Let's get like, you know, 70 or 80. You guys enjoy your weekend. I'll see you Monday, and that's just sports, baby. See ya!